1: Okay everyone. Please like just just brace yourself for this episode. We're covering possibly the biggest story that we've ever had on Drama Mama. Um put a pause on the war, put a pause on thinking about civil unrest in the country. Now we have something far greater today. Um and that is the story of beauty influencer Michaela Noguera elongating her eyelashes by 0.2 millimeters and lying about it, okay? <laughs> I know you're probably thinking, Ben, you are the furthest thing from be- from a beauty influencer. Why are you giving your two cents on this drama? If you don't know the drama, I'll explain it in like 30 seconds. But let me just quickly say, I've put makeup on my face exactly three times in my life. The first time was when everyone and their mother was putting on um, cat eye eyeliner. Uh, so I tried it, put it on my eyes, and I looked like a fucking raccoon that just ate a Subway sandwich out of a garbage can. The second time was when I dressed up as a minion for Halloween. And the third time was when I dressed up as a rat for Halloween. That's it. So why am I talking about this? Because one thing about me is I am observant. Throughout every drama that the beauty community has had, I've been there watching with fucking popcorn, baby. I don't know what it is, but it's like so enthralling to me. It's truly screen grabbing. When Shane Dawson and Jeffree Star created the conspiracy palette, I was there for the unnecessarily long five-part documentary. When James Charles and Tati were fighting about fucking gummy bears, I was watching the moment that the videos came out. So I know a thing or two. I know about the cadence of how these things go. So when when I noticed that this girl named Michaela Noguera was trending on Twitter, getting a lot of flack, I was curious. And if you don't know, basically what happened is this girl did an ad, a sponsored post for, I believe it was L'Oreal. Um, they had some mascara, um, which, it um. I always get mascara and eyeliner mixed up. Uh, Mascara, the one that makes your eyelashes longer. She made an ad for one of their products. It was like, telescopic lashes. Um, But there was a cut around the end of the video where she applied it, the video cut, and then suddenly her eyelashes were like, way, 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 way longer than most people thought. And at first there was a lot of discussion about, you know, like maybe... That's actually what the product does. Maybe like, holy moly, we have like fucking radioactive mascara here that duplicates your cells in an insane amount of time and grows your eyelashes in literally milliseconds. But then people like kind of figured it out. They're like, okay, she lied. She, She put on temporary eyelashes when the video cut to make it look like the product worked better. And that's what the general consensus is now. You know, some people are still defending her because she lied. She said in the comments, guys, I would never add extra lashes to my eyelashes with like a laughing emoji. She like very much played it off. I think thinking no one would catch her. Um, And you know what? I might be proven wrong. It might turn out that in fact, she never added any eyelashes. I don't know. But as it stands right now, it's not looking good for her. And the first thing that came to my mind was, like, why? Like, why Why even do that in the first place? There's no way in hell a brand would ever mandate that she fakes the products effects in, like, their pitch. That would literally look terrible for them. You know, you see that with, like, maybe food commercials. Like, you see a commercial for McDonald's, and the burgers are made out of plastic and TV ads for, like, McDonald's, Burger King. Like, that's all plastic. That's all fake. Um... So, like, maybe I could see from that point of view, but, you know, the stakes are so high in the beauty community, and we'll get to that in a second, but the stakes are so high that if you get, if you slip up the slightest bit, the beauty community eats their fucking own, and they will eat you. So, I don't think that the brand told this girl to, like, okay, and then just, like, you know, put on some extra eyelashes, make it look real good, real long. I think that was a choice of her own. But also, that doesn't make sense, because why... Would she fake the eyelashes? She's getting paid the same amount regardless of how it looks. It's not like the brand is going to pay her more money the longer the eyelashes are. In that case, she'd have those shits looking like Ariana Grande's ponytail coming out of her fucking eyeballs. Like, that's not how it works. So, I think that maybe she just wanted to make it look more impressive to, you know, organically... I don't know. It's really it really is strange. I can't see either side of why that why that would happen because you know, as an influencer, if you put it on and it doesn't work, that's on the brand. That's on the product. It's not your responsibility to make sure the chemicals in the product fucking enhance your eyelashes. That's like not realistic. So it the whole situation just like very much confuses me. But for literally no reason, back to the main point of this video. It doesn't fucking matter. It does not matter. And I know that's coming from someone who doesn't touch makeup at all. So it's not its not even that personal to me. But let's like really think about it here. The beauty community has such a tendency to argue about nothing, okay? A main example that I can think of this... Um, is back in 2018, during the James Charles and Tati drama, when, you know, when when you think of it, there's all this other stuff that comes to mind, like James Charles uh, flirting with the waiter, um, all this, like, back and forth and banter, but you look at what the root cause was of this drama, and it was literally this Tati being upset because James Charles promoted a competitor competitor to her for for context she had her own line of like vitamin gummies sorry a japanese ambulance is blasting outside the window they're really yelling tati had her own line of gummy bears and then james charles promoted sugar bear hair gummy bears and that's literally the root cause of the issue that that's what launched the first fucking nuke into world war 3 like it was crazy so I felt themes of that when I saw just universal outrage at this Michaela girl for what she did. So like, yes, she's obviously in the wrong. Yes, it's a scummy thing to do. But it's eyelashes like it's fucking eyelashes. You guys like let's all take our hands and touch the grass real quick. Now on the furthest end of things. Yes, she's possibly making people go out and buy a product that Maybe does not work or doesn't work to the extent that people are hoping that it works. That sucks. That's not a good thing to do, um, especially for get, for like how much she probably made from that. Michaela is one of the biggest beauty influencers right now. She consistently gets like on average like five million views on TikTok, and we're in a time where the beauty community is basically dying. I don't know if you guys have noticed this or not, but it is nowhere near where it used to be. You know, at the start of the pandemic, I think there was so many people experimenting with makeup, um, having fun with it. The makeup industry just like freaking skyrocketed. You had all these um, all these beauty creators that were at home making these like insane transformations, um, like turning themselves into movie characters. Like I-, I have some mutuals that would spend like literally like 10 hours like doing one makeup look for one TikTok. And you would get like, 20 million, 30 million, 40 million views. Now they get like 50,000 views per video. And for the longest time I was thinking like what happened there because you know, makeup isn't something that was invented during the pandemic. It's it's been around for a while. It's been a fascination for like literally you look you look at like paintings of um the motherfuckers and like like renaissance paintings and they're wearing makeup and you know how they there's whole styles how they did it it's nothing new so why is it just recently dying why why did it go down so much and i think it's like a like a lot of the fascinations of the covid period um for example among us uh zoom Things like that, you know, as we are going outside and touching grass, these things become less relevant to us, you know, things that solely existed from a having an abundance of free time and b not really really being able to do much else like like that's what caused, I think, such a boom in the makeup industry. And now, you know, people are still putting on makeup. They're still going out. But I think the fun of it and the allure of it is like kind of dead for a lot of people. Because you just don't have the time anymore. We're back to regular life. Believe it or not. The pandemic is done. I'm not going to say that. But like. We're not locked down. We're not locked in our rooms. And, and, and that's why it's died. So. You know. It's really weird that this Michaela girl. Has been able to. Push through all that. To still be relevant. Despite like literally almost every single other beauty creator die off. I mean, even look at James Charles, like on his YouTube channel, he gets like, he he struggles to crack a million views. So it's, it's pretty much universal. And I know I may be missing out on some people. Like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not like in touch with the beauty community, but I'm just giving my dumb two cents. So this Michaela girl is doing so well. You can added up to a bunch of different factors you know she has like a really captivating personality and she's very unique okay she has this like thick massachusetts accent um which i would have had if i still lived in massachusetts fun fact about me is when i moved there as a little kid i probably would have lived there and been an american except my dad got laid off from the country The country, the company that he was working for, and we had to go back to Canada because his work visa expired. In another life, I have the exact same accent as her, and that freaks me the fuck out. But we're not talking about me. We're talking about other people, because that's what we do in this podcast. So she had all these things that made her very captivating, you know, like even um some of my friends would just send me her videos like that didn't even, they didn't even care about makeup and they're like like this girl is just like so funny and like so captivating and i'd watch them and i'd agree like even though it was my cup of tea i was like wow she's she's very interesting she's very captivating and i think a lot of people on the low end develops like a trust in her for reviewing makeup products um and, and in middle area, kind of like a big sister vibe. And then on the high end, like full-blown parasocial friendship with this girl. So a lot of people were very personally like attached to her. So when she blatantly lied, blatantly falsified a sponsored video, I can see why a lot of people were hurt. And it's like when when influencers have this air of this like alluring parasocial friendship that they offer i think it can be very dangerous because things like this can happen you know with me i don't think a lot of people have parasocial friendships with me maybe in the past when i was like more of a like quote-unquote influencer when i don't know like like more in my like 2020 tiktok era if any of you were around for that i i can maybe see that but you know like I don't see myself as an influencer. I think the last time I did a brand deal on TikTok was like almost a year ago. Um, last time I did a, a a brand deal on YouTube was, I guess I did Coachella, um, but I was going to go to that anyway. So like, <laughs> but before that, I think was like a Casetify video in like 2020. I'm, I'm not really out here to sell you guys things. I'm just here to make y'all laugh, have a good time. But that's very different for the beauty community because... You know, they're constantly dealing with products, um, things that can be bought and sold. And, you know, I really think, like, my main problem with the beauty industry is it's basically the commodification of your self-esteem. I don't think there's anything wrong with makeup as an art form at all. And I say art form because it really is. Like, to discount what some people do with makeup and like say it's just like 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 the whole like one direction like where it's like well, you don't make need makeup to cover up like that's not what it's fucking about for some people yes it can be about covering up maybe blemishes insecurity but there it, it truly is an art form for some people so You know, it sucks seeing, like, some brands, like, obviously no one can make their own makeup at home. I mean, you can try, you might burn your fucking face off, but, like, it'd be very hard to just, like, blend together, like, fish scale oil and, like, the billions of chemicals that go to make a lipstick. Like, it's something that you pretty much have to buy, so obviously there's going to be a level of capitalism to it at the end of the day. But it's become so... So ultra capitalistic. Like you will you, you know, say you have like a really good product. Say there's like this one face cream that you really, really like. Um, or l- let's say foundation, because I've seen that when I get dragged into Sephora stores, this is what I notice. It's like you you'll have this one product that's so good. It's a foundation, and you go to buy it, and it's like 10 milliliters in a fucking glass bottle with like a crystal on top covered in like metal uh, like a metal box and then like in a cardboard box then you get a bag like (laughs) it's so much about presentation and the experience um rather than like actual usability and you can make you know you can have this problem with like literally almost any other product but I think it's so concentrated in the beauty industry it's so much more about the what what you're buying into when you buy the product than the actual fucking product than the actual goop that you're just putting on your cheeks. You know, like so many beauty people like create a story about it. Like for example, Shane Dawson with his conspiracy palette, I'd say half of the sales were people who were just like literally interested in the documentary. He built such a story um, and such an interesting timeline leading up to the launch of this uh this makeup palette which was literally just random fucking colors like you can get the colors that were in his beauty palette for much cheaper and in so many different ways in so many different combinations of like cheaper makeup but it was the way he marketed it that made it so popular Hi, sorry, my phone just died. Yes, we still have a billion dollars of a budget for this show, but um, I'm still recording on my iPhone. Anyways, um, <laughs> so it's so much about the marketing and so little to do with the, the actual product and even littler to do with a consumer, okay? And it's working. You know, through a mixture, of, or at least it was working. I'll get into that in a second. Through a mixture of, like, having creators and influencers market these products um, make it something so personal, uh, you know, attribute a mascara to someone's favorite influencer that they see as their big sister. It is like a money-making machine. It's a formula made in heaven for these makeup companies. Or so it was. You look at Morphe, which, you know, is the company that launched Shane Dawson's makeup palette, James Charles's makeup palette, and a bunch of other beauty creators. This company was, like, literally raking it the fuck in. Like, they they fully capitalized on influencers, and th- uh, I'd say this is probably the best way, the best case scenario for influencers selling things. But literally a month ago, they shut down all their U.S. stores, and they're running out of money. And I think it's because, like, The beauty community has just become so toxic. You look at half of these people that have palettes with Morphe. And they like don't even exist anymore. You know, you have James Charles who, you know, (laughs) you all know what he did. His palettes are unsellable. You have Shane Dawson. He did all his stuff. His palettes are unsellable. Every, almost every person that this poor company, I shouldn't say poor company, mm, poor multi-billion dollar company, mm, (laughs) almost all these people that they worked with ended up having some sort of scandal, their product became unpurchasable, and then what the fuck did they do after that? And it sucks because I have this mutual who, you know, just collabed with Morphe and made her own palette and was so excited and these stores just are closing now so it's 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 just so weird to me because you know it, it, the stakes are so much higher in the beauty industry and the beauty influencer space compared to like literally anything else makeup is so expensive that's what blows my mind out of everything in the in the beauty industry is it is so expensive and especially for how much it costs to make like when Sephora decides they don't want to sell something they take that shit out the back and literally get the employees to smash it up with hammers because it's dirt it's literally dirt cheap for them to make and they sell it off for like 80 bucks for a bottle of fish oil that makes your skin like three times darker nikita dragon like it's so expensive and it's seen as such a necessity. You know, like, it's the tagline of so many beauty influencers to be like, um, unleash your inner artist, or like, beauty comes from the inside and shit. Meanwhile, recommending like a makeup and skincare regimen that costs upwards of like $300 a month. Make it make fucking sense. And le- don't even get me started on skincare because, you know, makeup is one thing, but skincare is like borderline like health and like the health of your skin And it's so hard to, you know, you know, you've influencers would be like, I love this, um, this skin cream. It clears my skin. No, motherfucker, your skin is clear because you drink water or any of the other things. Like there's so few creams that actually will have a positive effect on your skin, like across the board for anyone that tries it. It's so much down to so many other aspects that they don't talk about, but they'll sell you this magical $80 fucking cream that will fix every problem in your life, like, it's so gross to me, how, like, you know, makeup's one thing, like, that's, that's not promising, like, health benefits, but skincare is very much, like, your health, like, mind you, like, very topical, aesthetic health, but it's still your skin, like, makeup you can take off, your skincare, if you get bad skincare advice, you can't really take that off, so, it's just it 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 feels really gross to me, and i I kind of think that's why the stakes are so high you know when when I was like, guys, it's just eyelashes to some people, you know that twenty dollars that they spend on that mascara that they're hoping can like make their eyelashes longer, give them a little boost in confidence, maybe to buy that and then find out that you were like literally scammed like must suck, like must really fucking hurt <laughs> not this is even that comparable but like I remember when I was like 12 there was this uh, not a GoFundMe it was like a kickstarter for this company that made this helmet that you had put on a dog and it would allegedly let you read their thoughts and my gullible dumbass begged my parents to um, let me buy it and I paid $80 for it because a YouTuber um, made a video promoting it so I see where it comes from. I see, I, I I don't want to like, like shit on anyone that like bought the mascara because of Michaela. Like, that's not at all what I'm saying. I think overall we need to stop listening to like influencers in general for product advice. You know, I think they can be a good stepping off point okay like i think it can be maybe good for an influencer to make you aware of a product for example um but to blindly buy something just because an influencer tells you to i think is a bad way of going about things like at the end of the day they're just getting you're, you're they're just getting paid for it that's all it is. The product may be good, it may not be good, but that's completely irrelevant to the fact that Michaela probably got $200,000 to make that video where she just puts on mascara. And when you're getting money that big, it, especially for beauty influencers, I'm sure it's almost impossible for them to turn it down. You know, you get, say the, the company reaches out. They're like, we want you to make a video with our mascara. We're going to send it to you. You try it on, they tell you, okay, like, for the video, we can give you, like, $200,000 for this. How do you say no to that? Most people who, and and let let, let me, like, also say, a lot of influencers are, like, recently in their position, okay? My ass has been here for, like, four years now doing this professionally, which is really weird to say because it feels like it's been three minutes. Um... So, like, for a lot of influencers, especially ones just getting started or, like, very new ones, it's so hard for them to pass up on huge amounts of money like that. Like, especially if, like, even a year ago you were making maybe minimum wage, like, working, like, a part-time job. To be picky and choosy about brand deals and stuff like that, I'm sure it's very hard for them. I remember, like, when I very, when I started social media, mind you, I had a very slow growth um like the first year i think of me doing social media full-time i was like flat broke uh i had like maybe like 500 in my bank account max throughout like all of 2019 so i i had a slow growth um i think i was like getting maybe like uh, i don't <laughs> i don't know if i can say it was like very small amounts of money for um tiktoks i was getting posted like i think the first few like like TikToks that I got paid for, I made like $200, which still is a lot for a TikTok. But like, if you just started social media and suddenly you have 10 million followers a year later, you're still going to be the mindset to not want to pass down 200K. Now, did that lead her to maybe think, okay, well, I need to make this product look good or something, so I'm going to fake the eyelashes? I don't know. Who the fuck knows? But it's just so complex, and I think the beauty industry like on one hand <laughs> like it doesn't matter like it's eyelashes, but on the other hand, it does because those are eyelashes and mascara that people are paying so much money for, like w- ah! Ah! and that and that's why I'm not a beauty influencer, a because um, I look like fucking doodoo with makeup on, but um b, wow, I would never be able to handle all that. And speaking of drama, I know you're probably thinking like, are you going to talk about the drama you're in right now? No, I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not even going to mention the name because the documentary that I posted to my YouTube channel, uh, which I, if you haven't seen, you can go check it out. It was meant to be opening the book and fucking closing it. I'm not here to make a back and forth and back and forth. You know, I did that in the past. I did that in uh, what was that? I think that was last year um when me and the person (laughs) like had a had a little bit of back back and forth I think it was like four videos from us in total um like I made a video they made a video I made a video they made a couple videos or something like that I'm not here to do that I feel I, I said what I needed to say I I think I made the The documentary exactly how it should be I'm not here to like add to the YouTube clout frenzy or even just give more attention to that person by creating a scene that's not what I want to do I just wanted to profile someone in a way that I think people maybe haven't seen from their angle but also be fair Um, and I understand that that person is upset about how they were portrayed. Um, not my fucking problem. Hope y'all have a good rest of your week. Uh, I'll see you next Wednesday. Take care. Love you so much. Make sure you rate this podcast five stars on Spotify and, uh, Apple podcasts or wherever you listen to it. It truly helps a ton. And, uh, you can watch the YouTube version or the video version on YouTube. I love you a whole bunch. Take care. Better the weekend's through.